Hey, and welcome back, I hope, to another episode of Cut the Music, a podcast where we've listened to a song, and now we're going to talk about what the hell about that song. I am one of your hosts, Cody Deering. I'm here with my co-host. I am the other one of your hosts, Ed Reed. On this week's episode, we are discussing War Pigs by Black Sabbath. That's right. If you haven't listened to this show before, we are going to talk about this song. Each of us, Ed and I, have three things of note about this song that we want to talk about, and we're going to take turns going back and forth, talking about those things. Here's the part of the podcast where, if you are not familiar with this song, which I think you probably are, but, you know, if you need a refresher course, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash cutthemusicpod, and take a listen. We'll have a video up. You can check it out. So go ahead and pause the podcast, and then come back. Yeah, I have a bit of trivia to get us started, as always, with this song. So this is from, uh, this is the opening track of Black Sabbath's 1970 album, Paranoid. From Wikipedia, if I may read directly from the source, which we've all agreed is good enough. Good enough. Uh, for us, uh, for information, is the original title of War Pigs was Walpurgis, or Walpurgis. I'm Ooh. not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, it it's, a, it's a word like dealing with the witches, Sabbath. Uh, it's sort of like Christmas for Satanists. Oh, cool. As they describe. Uh, but to me, this song was about the big Satan, war, said the bassist and lyricist, Geezer Butler. Uh, it wasn't about politics or government or anything. It was about evil. So I was saying generals gathered in their masses, just like witches at black masses, to make an analogy. But when we brought it to the record company, they thought Walpurgis sounded too satanic. And then we turned it into war pigs. But we didn't change the lyrics because they were already finished. I assume that's Ozzy, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne there. Wow. Wow. Okay, cool. So, so a little backstory about this song. All right, interesting. Okay, so if I can go first, I'm not... Um, uh, the most well-versed Black Sabbath fan, uh, familiar with some of their songs, mm-hmm. really not the biggest fa- Black Sabbath fan, but not not really a hater either. Um, and so I wanted to just talk about a little Black Sabbath history, if we could, before we get into the details of this song. So that's my number one thing. Absolutely. Just, Let's hit it. Uh, so I read that Black Sabbath was sort of credited with discovering metal, but the mm-hmm. story is a little hazy. So one of the guitar players claimed that he invented metal when his fingers were taking off working in a uh, factory. Some, like, big piece of machinery slammed down onto his fingers. I've heard this, yeah. He had to, like, make prosthetic fingers himself out of, um, like, a plastic tube of something that he put some leather on. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he has professional prosthetics uh, or... I assume these people are alive still. That's how not versed in these uh, uh, (laughs) gentlemen I am. But uh, so he was forced to play more simple, you know. Sure. Power chords. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Uh And I guess that led to a sound. But the band considered themselves heavy rock. It was a journalist from the U.S. who called them heavy metal. And that term, I guess, was sort of used as an insult to describe like dumb, thrashy music back in the Hmm. 70s or late 60s. Sure. So, so this album came out in what, 1969? Uh, 1970. Was 1970. When the album was okay, released. cool. Yeah. But so, yeah, this is like the, the, the time of, of Led Zeppelin. You know, Led Zeppelin had put out their, uh, their first album for sure, which was more of a bluesy thing, but they were, you know, that heavy rock. Yes. You know, apparently when uh, Black Sabbath formed, they were called Earth and they were a bluesy band, but there was another band called Earth that they had a conflict with, so they changed it to Black Sabbath. And they were just like, well, we're just going to go full Satan. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, they have, so they have like a couple of songs about the occult and their record label just decided to, that was their like one note. That's what you guys are. And they That's your angle. Them mm-hmm. As such, right. So that was both good and bad for them. They were demonized. People hated them. But because yeah. of that, they had a lot of uh, witches and occult people come to their shows in England. So Alex Sanders, who was head witch in England, used to come to the shows and try to get them to attend meetings. He invited them to play at Stonehenge. Oh, cool. Did they play at Stonehenge? <laughs> I, don't, 
I assume. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, Stonehenge does not seem like a super cool or fun place to see a show. It's just like in the middle of a field. Yeah, it's like hard to get to, probably. <laughs> it's cold. Yeah. Uh, so I just like this idea. Just to set up this, if you aren't the biggest Black Sabbath fan, it's like they're metal, but kind of is sort of thrust upon them. And their occult angle was really lifted up. By the people who by, attended their by shows, marketing, right? That's, that's marketing, interesting. Marketing, right? So they really lean into it, which I think, yeah, because they're one of those sort of legendary bands. You know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. there's very much like the legend around Black Sabbath. You more so even than the music, they're known for just like the the personality and the mm-hmm. sort of like occult angle and the you know Ozzy. What later, the later career of Ozzy, obviously, just sort of loving Chipotle and. <laughs> Right. All that good stuff. Yeah, all that uh, good stuff. So hopefully that sets the mood for us. Ed? Yeah. So yeah, my first my first topic on War Pigs, um, which, you know, let's let's just let's just hit it. Uh the lyrics of this song, they're a little I think the word I'm gonna use is asinine. Mm-hmm. They're a little obvious, you know? It's I, I mean, I I I respect the message. I, I definitely uh, can agree with elements of the message about the evil of war, but it's not a super great start to rhyme masses with <laughs> masses literally as the first thing you yeah. say. <laughs> right. Generals gathering their masses just like witches at black masses. Yeah, it's like, are they, I guess they're different kinds of masses. They're different kinds of masses, yeah. And still. I'm going to give them a little bit of credit. They are, the, it is not the same use of the word. Mm. but that's the same word dude i know yeah and like you're saying it has this sort of big imagery and this sort of war imagery but again the minimal research on wikipedia led me to find that one band member was like yeah it's about the vietnam war and how you know the the rich people make the poor people fight Uh the war for them and ozzy i guess was like we didn't know anything about war (laughs) or vietnam it's just an anti-war song man yeah it's anti-evil right that's the Mm. that's the angle it's just like evil is bad which is like yeah, evil's bad. Yeah, and a sort of shout out to our last ep- episode on Dragula. At least this time, it's got a little bit more of an intent. Like it's, it's spooky. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it gets bonus points for being 1970 rather than 1998. That's you know true. what I mean? Definitely true as well. Like this, this is a little bit of a different thing to be talking about in popular music in 1970. So yeah, I yeah. mean, points there. Points I read for sure. Uh, I, I read that they wanted to be like the horror music of or horror movies of music, like make people feel. Oh, interesting yeah you know uncomfortable or worried or afraid so i it's kind of cool but again they like they kind of get there you know what i mean uh especially i think particularly more so than lyrics musically they get there which kind of leads into our uh our second Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. um if you'll allow me to to go into my next one yeah yeah. Yeah, cool so uh i mean the song's got a great groove right we everybody you 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 know the general outline of the song my favorite part musically of this song it's sort of in the middle after the first uh, verse and chorus, I think, where basically everybody just takes a solo at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of dope. Yeah. And it's get, uh, if you listen to a live version of it, it can get a little sloppy. Oh, I, I would imagine that. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. everybody really is just sort of, let's, we'll meet back here in a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like the bassist is just like, nope, I'm definitely not going to play the root of these chords. I am just going to go on a party. And the mm. guitar player is doing this like slide guitar thing. Uh, the drummer, you know, keeps it together. Bless his heart. You know, they, they you gotta, you gotta have that going for you. Yeah. He doesn't go full free jazz on it, right? But still, like spicing in a variety of fills. Oh yeah, he, you know? he definitely gets fancy with it as well. And it's like, yeah, it's like a triple simultaneous solo. Mm-hmm. It's kind of awesome. I can't remember another song that like does that in the same way, where it's just like it's chugging along on this one sort of very um, focused. N- 
tone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then everybody's just like, and here we go. And we're going crazy. Woo! <laughs> and we're a jam band now. It's yeah. fun. Uh, as somebody who likes jam bands, I appreciate that. Yeah, that leads, I think, nicely into my second thing, which is that the dynamics of this song are very fun. Um, like you said, it kind of builds, goes up and down, and it takes people on this journey, um, and which makes me feel, I, my, I wrote down originally, like, oh, I bet this was better live, um, and listening to the live versions of it, you sort of jam stuff out for a little while, you're kind of there, yeah. you're really in the groove, like you said, you know, everyone's soloing, and you're like, oh, cool, fucking solos, I can barely hear it anyways, whatever! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you're just having fun, um, and it was such a jam that I did I did a little digging, and I found out, so they used to play this song in a place in Switzerland, a quote-unquote, we used to play this place in Switzerland where the hookers would hang out. Hmm. Oh, nice. Uh, owned by a mad doctor there who'd always scream, no Hold- drum solo! Hold on, wait. A mad doctor? Uh-huh, uh-huh. A Swiss mad doctor who would always scream, <laughs> no drum solo at Black Sabbath. <laughs> For formerly Earth, <laughs> that's that's got a lot of flavor to it right there. Yeah, that's a pretty good anecdote. Yeah, I, I love I love these old rock stories. Like yeah, Wayne's World two esque sort of. Yeah, you know the Beatles and Hamburg whole thing. You know mm-hmm. that that kind of vibe. That's definitely got that some of that flavor going on. Yeah, and again, like you said earlier, I can appreciate that this is newer for their time. So everyone's like, ah, oh, these satanic freaks. Yeah. yeah, very very dark, very out of the ordinary. You know, coming from uh, this kind of loud heavy music. Music being mm-hmm. so, so, only very new to the to the to the zeitgeist to the culture, you know. Yeah, yeah. So definitely like kind of weird. I can already imagine people thought they were a little strange, and then they got this gig playing at this place again where the hookers hang out in Switzerland. Sure. Uh, and they would start at three in the afternoon and play forty-five minute sets. I guess just like all all day. Oh wow. Okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. Probably till midnight or late. You know. And so they would use that time. Eventually, they got bored and would use that time to like jam to and jam write out new songs. Mm-hmm. They came up with War Pigs. During one of those jams, so it's like, ah, okay, that explains it. Because this song feels like just a jam. Yeah, like they just like locked into a groove and then just, yeah, you you sort of uh, culminate with the like, oh, Lord, yeah, whatever. And you just like, and then we're going to rip, you know? Uh And they all just like figured that out together. It feels like they jammed themselves into that. Yeah, Yeah. it's like they're fucking Charles Dickens or something (laughs) getting paid by the uh, like minute to play up there, you know, just... The Mad Doctor. Let's just groove it. Yeah. No drum solos. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine being like, all right, we already did like you took a solo and I took a solo. What's left? What if we all took simultaneous solos? Yeah, for sure. So I think. And I, that also sort of explains the the whole like just just chuggy nature of it. You know, mm-hmm. just like, yeah, we're going to be doing this for a while. So we might as well slow it down a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think that's cool. Uh, so may I ask for your number three? Your yeah, big I'm, time top thing. Yeah? I'm, I'm excited for my top thing on this one. So earlier we were talking about the lyrical content of the song, right? And how it's a, it's a little asinine. It's a little obvious. It's a little kind of grade school poetry. But just every time I listen to this song, I know that this one line is coming. And I swear to God, it just like makes the hair on my arm stand up when he says, Satan laughing spreads his wings. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it. that is a cool thing to say. Uh-huh, yeah. Like, that is dope. Yeah. Every time it comes through, it I'm just like, ooh, 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 yeah. spooky. I, I pulled the lyrics up to do a, you know, a read through and try and interpret them as much as I could. And it didn't, like you said, didn't take too much uh yeah, too uh, high magnification of a magnifying glass. Not too hard to parse. Uh, but yeah, that last line, the um, you know, the warmongering politicians are getting their comeuppance. 
by a big Satan and just, yeah, that imagery, yeah. like big Satan standing up. Yeah, because it's sort of talking around this idea of Satan the whole time. And then, yeah, like the last thing he says is like, yeah, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, Satan. Satan's here now. He's got wings. He's laughing. Like, it's a great image. It's mm-hmm. really, it's really powerful. Yeah. And if I think there's one thing that could kill that for me. It's my number three thing, which is that this is an awful karaoke song. <laughs> it's just so, it's so long. <laughs> yeah, long songs are are karaoke poison. And it's got so much standing around because there's just soloing in it. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Long instrumental stretches. Uh, so I know like Lance Gilstrap sings this song at karaoke <laughs> a lot. Straight up calling out Lance Gilstrap. And it's great. He does a great rendition of it. And while he's just standing around, usually finds something like he's like, oh, I'm going to do a bit where I pull up my phone and I realize, yeah. like, I'm not needed right here. <laughs> that sounds fun. You yeah. got to, because it's karaoke, you got to do some kind of bit. You, you got to do a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get it. The, the the parts of this song that, like, you do sing, cool for karaoke. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's those stretches. It's those long stretches. It says, like, guitar solo, 48 bars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're just, like, you know, tapping tapping your toe along for a while, just sort of, like, staring at the monitors Talking about like, oh, now they're showing like a waterfall in Korea, probably, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, you, the ones that have like the, the videos behind them. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The room. Uh, this And that, speaking of bad karaoke songs, I, it just makes me think like, if you were the karaoke DJ, how sick you would get, how soon you would get sick of this song and like Bohemian Rhapsody and just these long. American Pie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> American <laughs> Pie. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I... Yeah, I, I like this song. I think it's fun. I think that it had it, it would maybe rocked more and had more of its sort of place in mm-hmm. 1970. Sure. When it was released, for sure. And that imagery and those lyrics, I bet, hit a lot harder 45 years ago. Um, but now, every yeah. once in a while, you see some drunk dude at. Uh, what is that? What's that bar called in North Austin? Common Interest. Common Interest is exactly that dumb bar in North Austin. Hell yeah! Ah, uh, shout out to them with their overpriced drinks and deep karaoke catalog. Yeah, because that's like the one karaoke bar where it's like you're on stage in front of everybody, and people are like, it's not like private karaoke rooms. It's like there's this whole culture of karaoke there. Yeah, it's yeah. like shared time. They're like, don't fuck around. Yeah, you get up there, you give us a good performance, or somebody else should be up there. That's high pressure karaoke right there, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. that is the sort of environment in which choosing War Pigs is. You, you're bold. You're a bold individual if you're picking war right. for that room. It's like, hey, you know that's a long song with a lot of downtime that you're going to have to find something to entertain us with or us. <laughs> yeah. A uh, little bit of a left turn here just because I want to do it. Cody, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, man. It is uh, Johnny Be Good. Johnny Be Good. Mm-hmm. Strong. Strong choice. That's because I love Back to the Future so much. <laughs> I tried to sing uh, Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA at karaoke one time. <laughs> At Common Interest, and Mike Joplin was there, and he was laughing his ass off at me because, like everybody else, I had no idea what the fucking verse was. I was just waiting around for the chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I don't know the melody of the verse. I don't know the lyrics of the verse. I'm just... We got to talk about that song at some point because it is beautiful the whole way through. Man, that's a majestic song. From the lakes of Minnesota <laughs> to the hills of Tennessee. <laughs> It's beautiful. Oh, good. All right, great. All right, some final question is just, Ed, are you ready to listen to War Pigs again or never again? I'm going to listen to it again. I like that I like that uh, that mutual solo. I I'm into that. And yeah, I mean, I like songs that make me feel something and when when he goes Satan laughing spreads its wings. Oh lord, yeah, like ooh, ooh 
that's that's the feels. That's mm-hmm. the feels that I'm into. It's a good one. As I long agree. as I don't hear it at karaoke, I'm I'm gonna be okay. Yeah, and if I do, as long as you are committed to it, yeah. then I'm in. I'm like, damn, you took a risk and it paid off. War pigs. Yeah, strong. Uh, so I'm I'm with you there. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Remember that you can support us by following us on facebook.com slash cut the music pod or on twitter.com slash cut the music pod, or you can email us at cut the music podcast at gmail.com. Email's different. That's right. Uh you let us know what songs you want to talk about, rate and review on iTunes, share with a friend, and in the next episode, Ed, what are we talking about? Oh, I'm very excited to tell everybody that we are talking about getting jiggy with it by Will Smith. Yeah, that's very excited for that. Again, two hard rock songs, then a hard left turn right into will smith all right well that's it for this episode until next time ed hit me with the horns 20 20.